this is definitely not just another fitness podcast. I'm just a lazy fit person. I was there for seven days and I reckon I ate 10 pizzas. I eat like a monster. If you're not enjoying yourself, what's the point? Ask yourself why. Honesty and empathy are two great places to start. Start to associate yourself with the person you want to be. Health comes first, way above performance and appearance. Picture me naked. Fat Andy is not a nickname you want to stick. What are you having for tea? Purple Monkey Dishwasher. I'm just going to wee and caffeinate and I'll be ready. Use the sausage as a breakwater. I mean, I just want to touch people. <laughs> Naked, smothered head to toe in almond butter. 80% of the time, I agree with Andy 100%. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Welcome to episode 13 of the Not Another Fitness podcast. Look, we're in the same room. We I are. mean, if you're listening to this, yeah. that's completely been wasted on you. But me and Amy have decided to get to together today and actually share the love. Yes. And together. Oh dear. Together. I can't mute you in person. <laughs> it's got to be a bit of Kylie and Jason. Uh, I together. cannot sing. You're not getting me to sing on a podcast. <laughs> I didn't ask you to, mate. I thought that was an open invitation. I thought you were just like, I'm going to step back and let Andy do his thing. Uh, it's joyful, isn't it? It's nice actually being able to do this because it's something that we've spoken about for a while, but obviously being the law-abiding citizens that we are, we've, do you reckon we've got a metre between us here? Probably. Ish, just Ish. about. Ish. Um, yeah, so here we are. And we are. today we are gonna be discussing the opening of the gyms, which is a very exciting announcement. So what's the date today? I always get confused for this. 10th today. 10th, so yesterday, old Boris, or one of his henchmen, came out and, uh, <laughs> gave the thrilling news that gyms will be open again on the 25th of July. So we thought, right, it's going to be a lot of people very keen, want to get back in and get straight back to where they were. But how should you go about you know, resuming your gym training safely? Uh, how are you going to get the most out of it? And, and also kind of addressing the question, should you go back to the gym? Um, so yeah, Amy, mm. oh, before we delve into that, how have you been? you've been up to what's going on um i'm good i'm i am well i am um getting back to a little bit of training which is nice outdoor classes are going well um yeah i'm good calm everything's a bit calmer with my life clients are ticking along nicely i sense the calmness you sense the calmness yeah not been very well this week actually though i had a bit of a tummy bug which wasn't very nice because you heard the full effects of earlier <laughs> We've become a lot closer over over the last hour or so. <laughs> yeah, we have. A little bit too close. Too much information, you might say. Yeah, hey, hey ho, bowel movements and all. Um, no, I've been I've been good <laughs> apart from that. I've been good apart from that. So that kind of did um, knock me out. But this happens to me every so often. Um, if I get a bit stressed and I don't sleep a lot, um, yeah, I tend to suffer in terms of like a little bit of a. 24 hour thing so that hit me earlier in the week bit of an angry um, bowel bit of an angry tummy and an angry bowel um but no it seems to have run its course certainly didn't affect my appetite too much which is one thing i'm always worried about um but no back to full full service <laughs> full service again no i feel good um to borrow another car analogy yeah <laughs> <laughs> full service history um 
yeah I think when when you have those bouts where you don't feel very well for me I'm always a bit like as soon as I feel I think 80 to 90 percent again I'm like right let's do something let's do some exercise or I think that's the moment I know I need to actually go no probably not probably not a good idea maybe take an extra rest day maybe just get to bed an hour earlier very sensible very sensible very sensible um yeah so I've, I've taken had a couple of days off training and I got back today and it felt good and I think another good night's sleep and I'll be good to go so no I've, I've had a good week here it's been nice excellent we also we we should really share that we had quite a nice little lunch today before recording in a cafe talk me through it talk, oh. me, talk, me, talk me through your dish talk me um, through my dish so my dish was so we both went for the smashed avocado on sourdough toast and lovely sourdough it was too it was i must good. say it was very good nice crust um, there was a good amount of avocado to toast ratio. <laughs> You're really getting into <laughs> it. You asked me to. Um, do, do you remember that? So when Andy and I actually worked together, I sent him a 10 minute voice note once when I was in Melbourne, going through every single dish I had at a restaurant and it was literally like an M&S advert, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Do you remember that? It really was. I mean, every time I, any kind of feedback I got from you where you were di like discussing food, it made me feel hungry yeah, immediately because exactly. you were selling me whatever you were talking about without even realizing yeah. how you didn't get that M&S gig. I will never. Oh, know. Well, you know, I mean, now we've done the podcast, maybe we're a bit more out there. You hey, know, M&S, sort yourselves out. Yeah, hook so, me up. Sales are down. Yeah, you know what to do. So you know true. Cool. So back to our lunch. There was a beautiful sourdough with a very nice thick crust. Good smashed avocado to sourdough ratio did you get a few salt flakes in there as well got a couple good me too i also went for two getting my sodium in where <laughs> <Yes>. i can <laughs> coupled with a lot of water as well you know hydration i also had two lovingly poached eggs and a lovely portobello mushroom which came out of the kitchen roasting hot and you questioned my mushroom decision but Jack doesn't like mushrooms, so I don't cook with them at home, and I love a mushroom. So as soon as I get out, I relish the opportunity to have a mushroom. And there were a few little nice pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds over the top um, for texture. Everyone who knows me knows I love a bit of texture. And there was a little... I think it was an edible flower, but I didn't eat it. I didn't. I never ate the flowers. Do you not? Well, because I always worry that they're there just purely for decoration. Right. Like some kind of maniac <laughs> if I start chomping away on it. It was good though. Talk me through your uh, dish that you consumed as well. I mean, I'm not going to do it justice. I'm not going to speak in terms of ratios and stuff. But it was smashed <laughs> avocado. Um, but I opted for the halloumi, just one of my all-time favourites. Mm. And they also had... Was it roasted pancetta? Crispy pancetta. Crispy pancetta. Ro roasted. <laughs> Roast pancetta. <laughs> Some kind of mad Sunday. Yeah. Fuck it. Throw on the pancetta. We'll roast that up with the Yorkshires. Um, oh, it's very good though. Yeah, it was it's good. It's very good. Very, felt very fat heavy. Yes, but good fat heavy. Oh, good fats. Good fats. And if they're good fats, you can eat as many as you <laughs> wish. That's the rules. What's the goal? Yeah, exactly. The goal <laughs> is to have a delicious lunch. Yeah. Achieved achieved more, no more than happy with so it. um shout out to peach and bishop's daughter just gonna say that yes. yeah peach and they are um we we're talking a bit about you know supporting local businesses and that kind of thing and they are i think they were planning to open literally right before 
the whole coronavirus thing yeah. kicked in. How's your luck? I know. By the way, but yeah, if there if that mill's anything to go by, I'm sure there'll be a roaring success. That's good. I've heard good things about the burger as well. So. Yeah, I did. Do you ever do that thing when you're in a restaurant or a cafe or whatever, and as soon as the kitchen door opens and they're serving other people, you just have a little sly, yeah. little sly look over, just oh, noted for a noted later for date. Time. You know it's going to be good, though, when you look at a menu and you can, you're like, oh, I actually, there's about four, three or four things that I want on, on this menu. So you know you're going to have to go back. So the other one I was looking at was like the grilled cheese. I've seen the burgers. They look pretty good. The breakfast well. looked good. The breakfast looked very good. Vegan friendly as well. For all you vegans out there, vegan friendly options. So yeah, it was good. It was lovely. And it was nice to like sit in a cafe. Yeah, it was good. And actually like, we were talking about this when we like be present, have good conversation. Yeah, it was I lovely. Was, I was a fan. It was very good. Very trendy little place, wasn't it? Was it was very trendy little place. The people working there were quite trendy, weren't very they? Very trendy people working very, there. Very, very out of place in Stalford. <laughs> yeah, but we fit right in, Andy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Look, we're doing our best. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, nice to see you, to see you nice. Nice to be in the same room as you. How have you been? Not too bad. Quite un- uneventful, oh, okay. to be honest. I wish I could come up with some elaborately, or elaborate, exciting tale, but no, not really. Um, work is just ticking along. Speaking to, I mean, this is a little segue into what we're going to talk about, but speaking to clients at the back end of last week, people are, or the clients I spoke to and like the trainers as well, people were more than ready to get back to the gym. Like we spoke about this a little bit before, but I kind of feel like everyone geared themselves up for that first weekend in July. And when it didn't happen, there was a bit of frustration there, especially Mm -hmm. with pubs open and without kind of going over all that again. Um, it was it was nice to see the initial response to the announcement yesterday because I did get a few messages and stuff of people being like, yeah, kind of book me in or or people just being really gen- or being really nice and saying, oh, but you're pleased and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, not um, training wise for me, pretty much same old, same old, still running, um, but now I've got that date penciled in. The, the the training plan needs to be getting written now and mm. yeah going back with some kind of plan i think it's going to be it's going to be key to making the transition do you, smooth do you do your own programming yeah most of the time how does that go because i hate writing my own programming brilliant because i just put in things i like doing well, exactly uh, so yeah there so, you go so in one way it I, works an absolute yeah, i love it Ooh, i know myself so well <laughs> yeah. um yeah, but that's, that's, we jest, but yeah, sometimes the things that you don't like are probably the things that you need to be doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, again, depending on what the goal is and stuff like that, but generally speaking, I'll have, if I program for myself, it'll be three, I'll program in like three days a week and I might end up doing more. And in those three sessions, there'll be like exercises that I consider um, kind of non-negotiable. So there'll be like some kind of, chin up pull up movement in there blah blah you know i'm not going to go for every movement you know what i mean all the big movements will be covered across three workouts and then if i want to top up in between or have a bit more time that's how i do it so that's quite a nice way of balancing it because you get the big stuff done but it's not so regimented it becomes a ball ache yeah because i get bored quite quickly Mm. so yeah having a little bit of leeway is like if i program bicep curls and the barbell is being used 
oh, I'm not going to wait around. I'll just grab some dumbbells and do yeah, it. I'm not going to yeah, be yeah. like, well, the program says, yeah, yeah. She's the barbell. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not that um, obsessed with it. I suppose. It's called initiative, mate. Thinking outside, oh. thinking outside. Let me just uh, look into my exercise bank up here. <laughs> I found a little workaround. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, I'm looking forward to getting back. Yeah. But so we're going to, yeah. So we, we thought we'd do this podcast basically because there's going to be, there's going to be people that are, I used the phrase earlier on today, they would literally train in the gym if it was on fire. They're going to go back, whatever happens, regardless of any health. But you've got someone in your head any, right yeah, now. Exactly. You? Yeah, me too. <laughs> any, any health or safety issues, they're going, to, they're going to be coming back. So we want to talk to, the, to those people about how to maximise um, or how to bring exercise back in the gym safely so you don't end up injuring yourself or whatever. Yeah. Um, but first and foremost, we want to talk, kind of take a step back from that and actually ask the question, should you be coming back to the gym? Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel comfortable coming back to the gym, you know, what, what could you do in, in like the, in the interim? Um, and yeah, I don't know if you want to lead with this one. Yeah. Or... I mean, coming from, a, uh, if we talk as coaches first, cause obviously we're in very different coaching situations. Like I coach mainly like group exercise and you coach more one-on-one. Um, even though I have been doing a bit more one-on-one stuff as well. Um, so I've been doing face-to-face small group sessions for quite a while now. So I suppose maybe I'm maybe a bit more familiar and comfortable than say you were. I know up until a few weeks ago, you were like, nah, it's, I'm still not happy with it, which is totally all right. Yeah. And you're like, and you're prerogative. Um, so now I feel totally fine. I know that my gym is doing everything they can to put the safe measures in place and I know that from the members that I've seen in person as well, they are also being very respectful and very um, aware of the limitations and say, if we do have to adapt something for whatever reason, or, you know, we have to change the workout because to allow for more cleaning time, to allow for more transition. So usually we run our classes, for example, they've been 45 minutes. The members are very respectful of that at the moment. They're almost like grateful for anything. And yeah, same, same with, my own training really um i'm trying not to i'm trying to be realistic about how often i can train for a start which i think again is something we'll probably go into um so yeah trying not to go all guns blazing um but no i i feel quite i feel quite confident and i feel quite comfortable knowing what i'm like as a person I think I've probably going to have to learn to hold back a little bit. Cause yeah. like we were talking about in a previous podcast, we're both quite tactile and we do rely on say like physical hues for things. So I will be using my CalProd 5000 quite a lot <laughs> in terms of like, <laughs> but no, it is like we've said before, it has made me expand my vocabulary, expand my teaching tools, let's say my tool bank and, yeah, I, I feel, I feel okay. But as I said, we're in the very early days of what this is going to look like. So, um, because we run class-based exercise, we might, our kind of gym might adapt slightly better than say your kind of gym that it's obviously serves a lot more members who can usually just come and go as they please. Whereas we have certain classes throughout the day and we limit our class sizes normally to about 14 at the moment. Obviously we've only had five outside with one coach, me and six as to whether we, 
increase that to say eight or nine we're lucky we've got the space to do so so in that kind of format i would say i do feel quite comfortable so um that being said i'll back that over to you where do you stand i think there's going to be uh like a period of of adaptation mm. so i don't think people can say definitively like how that it's gonna it's definitely gonna work and it's mm. gonna be absolutely fine and you can't say that it's gonna be a complete disaster and it shouldn't be done. I think you have to different gyms have got different setups. So like you said there, like whether you're like a big box gym or a small independent or a CrossFit gym or a warehouse gym or whatever or you're there's a gym in the garage kind of thing, there's a set um, there's a set bunch of guidelines that we should all be following. Mm. And it's down to um, one like the facility itself like how easy is it to implement it and then it's I think a bigger emphasis is on the staff and the yeah. people that work there to make to one to adhere to the to the guidelines and two to make people feel comfortable and confident in that in that environment because see I think for my clients that so that, the question of like should you come back to the gym so like I said there's going to be people that come back whatever there's going to be people that doesn't matter they will not come back until there's a vaccine but there's a gray area or there's a group of people that kind of want to come back but are a little bit apprehensive and i think if you've waited for four months if you want to wait an extra week or two weeks to see what it's like to kind of step back and actually you know if you were a member of gym and you're coming back you will know trainers there you might work with a trainer if you don't work with a trainer you almost definitely you know the management there or you worst case you can you know email or whatever mm. and speak to people or even if you know someone else who's training there speak to people that are that in that in that environment mm. because word travels pretty quick if some gyms flaunting the rules and they're like no nah, fuck it we're not going to use a booking system we're open welcome everyone back and there's no social distancing cleanings not on point then if i was working in the gym like that well i wouldn't be exactly i'd be i'd be saying i'd be speaking to clients saying look i can't this is i i can't work here safely yeah and it needs to change and i'd be putting pressure on um you know the powers that be to to sort it out so i think i wouldn't if you're on the fence to me the most sensible thing to do would be to literally just hold fire even for a week maybe two and then see how it goes for the first couple of weeks because yeah. that, that's basically what i've said to a few of my clients that have that are nervous about it yeah and it's not like a, a, a to me it's not even like a heroic big heroic effort it's just that's complete common sense to me that just because mm. if they if for trainers this is now like if you've got clients that are nervous they are going to hopefully they uh if they're training with you they trust you so if you go in there and you work there for a couple of weeks and you feel absolutely confident and you feel really happy then i would be almost um I'd be, I'd be definitely contacting those clients to say, look, um, I'm not saying you have to come back, but I can tell you from what I've seen so far, it's working well. It's cool. And I think that's, that to me is a sensible way of going about it. I mean, what worries me is we've all walked into a gym before and it's been, I use the phrase like feral, like kit everywhere, yeah. people everywhere, people not putting their kit away, people sweating everywhere. And like, you're like, oh my God, this is, grim but let's just get in get my workout done and I'll get back I'll yeah. get home we've all had that experience and I suppose my worry is 
the overexcitement of the situation of those that are really keen to come back, that there's almost that certain amount of muscle memory that will kick in. And they'll just be like grabbing dumbbells, throwing them around, popping them back, moving to the next bit. All gyms have signs that say, please use a towel. No one ever uses a towel. Also, like, towels, by the way. Bleh. Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, it looks good when you towel off a bit of kit, as in it looks presentable. That hasn't killed any germs. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So I think, you know, you basics are going to be maybe your own personal sanitizer, even some antibacterial wipes if you want to, like, I know it doesn't kill the virus, but just in terms of being safe, yeah. like, you know, making sure you clean up around yourself. So Cleaning is going to be massive. Huge. It's going to be something that you have to... Um, that it's just going to have to be factored in yeah and like restaurants having to do yeah. it gym's going to have to yeah. do it any you know any any business that is reliant on face-to-face -face interaction or members of public coming in there's going to yeah. be an emphasis on them to to adhere to it and i think probably the difference between restaurants and gyms is gyms it's very it, all, it needs to be continual yeah it's yeah. like if you're in a restaurant you're going around like slapping your hand on every table and sitting down and sweating everywhere there'd be someone on hand literally having to wipe down everything every 10 seconds and the gym is gonna that's why the numbers in the gym is gonna have to be lower yeah because you can't if you had like 50 people in there you, you wouldn't be able to keep on top of it yeah so until something changes in the guidelines or um there's a vaccine yeah. i can i can see that being pretty much a standard part of everyday gym life yeah and i hope that continues i really <laughs> yeah. hope that continues Hopefully, like yeah maybe not to like the nth degree but it'd be nice if basic hygiene basic hygiene wash your hands exactly especially after the toilet but like you know like that is one thing in gyms that people just tended to get quite lax about is just basic hygiene yeah. because we've all seen the showers in gyms oh my god don't <laughs> we have showers here as well and like Honestly, the, it smells of bleach at the moment because we are cleaning like absolute yeah. mad people to try and get them ready. Um, but yeah, I think I really do hope that that is something that I don't think I don't I don't think there's any excuse now for poor hygiene or poor hygiene practices. Amen um, to that. Amen to that. So that being said, then. So like you said, you've had a few like mixed responses as to whether people are going to go back. Um, say you are that that person that is still in the gym when it's absolutely on fire blazing like yeah. soon you're going to be there six o'clock in the morning 25th of july banging on the door like let me in yeah okay what what should you be doing what should you be doing differently what how would you talk or advise that person about maybe how their training should look after how long off four months of yeah yeah basically burpees at home so before i answer this like with any of these kind of broad questions it feels the first thing that comes into my head is the number of caveats i want to just burn out first <laughs> well it depends it depends it, exactly. it depends because depending on the goal depending on what you've been doing at home i think let's take someone who's uber keen and they've done um a minimal amount at home Right, okay. For this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's take that person. All of you that are listening, Andy was pointing to himself. Yeah, that, that, that'd be me. Um, so maybe just been generally active, but just hasn't you know, been under the bar or lifted um, substantial amounts of weight. To me, like the biggest risk is just coming back in and doing too much too soon. And that sounds like 
maybe it's not but to me that sounds completely obvious yeah now i'm gonna have to definitely be telling myself this because it's it's obvious when i'm talking to other people but i can picture the scene of me being there and thinking oh well i'll just put i'll just put the tens on and i'll just do like a little barbell complex and just go through it and then all of a sudden i'm like oh, chuck the 20s on do some deadlifts oh well let's just let's just ramp this up and just see what i can you know what i mean yeah. that, that's yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. and i think it's trying to it's trying to enjoy the excitement about being back and the enthusiasm but just trying to keep it bottled from session to session and yeah. not doing everything in that first session of going to failure and all that kind of stuff because i think in terms of when i think about sessions i think about frequency and intensity like i say for me how often am i going to train in that first week how hard am i going to go i think if you're trying to bring um bring the body back up to speed frequency is is i'd rather train um moderately four days a week than do one absolute monster session to kick things off have doms for the rest of the week and maybe get another half-hearted one in at the end of the week or you 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 do for the first ones um you go too hard and then the other ones you could you can barely lift anything or it's just painful yeah. and suddenly you've gone from being the most excited person in the gym to being in pain and hating it and like oh why did i <laughs> why have i missed this yeah this but, is shit <laughs> as, as just a broad recommendation i think it's it's a case of testing the water with strength so just you know obviously like pick a weight that you know you can comfortably move see how it feels like go for a higher rep set like 10 to 15 and then slowly build up like would to me in my head i'm like i'm not going to be touching any um you know like heavy five by fives in the first few weeks God. it's just it's just not going to happen yeah. um and it's going to be a lot more i'll probably have a i'll have a, like a, a, a rough plan of what of the exercise I'm going to do, but in terms of weights, I'm um, I'm going to have an idea of rep ranges, but the weights are just going to have to go. I'm going to have to go by feel essentially. Yeah. Um, and if you're if you've been training for a little bit longer, you're going to probably have a better better appreciation of where you're at after like one or two sets. You can kind of gauge it. Um, so that's what I'm going to lean into. But yeah, blanket statement for most people that haven't lifted in the last three or four months just don't do too much too soon the gym's not going anywhere and you can you know take at least i would say at least a couple of weeks of proceeding with a little bit of caution and then yeah once you're kind of three four weeks in you can start yeah ramping it up i think the danger is as well because a lot of people might not be back in a full work schedule as well a lot of people used to fit the gym in around a work schedule so depending on what time they got back from work maybe they were commuting so it would be the early morning after the, they get the train back or maybe they get the train back early um some people were even able to fit in double sessions a day because yeah. of their work schedule but those people that were maybe a bit more structured if they're not back at work they might be thinking oh great well i can actually i've got more time so i can actually have more time to devote to training um which I suppose normally if you were maybe had a week off or on holiday, yeah, that would be quite, I suppose, reasonable because you've got that build up of training to support you. But yeah. I think the danger now is if you've got all the free time and you just want to go in and start going ham for leather or thinking I've had four months off, let's just test myself to see what my start point is, which doesn't sound stupid when you say it out yeah. loud because you think oh i want to know where i'm starting at 
but that's just an absolute recipe of prescription for injury testing strength i think the, the thing is when people think of like a strength test they immediately think that they're um, like a powerlifter on the platform trying to squeeze out like one rep as heavy as possible. So <laughs> oh, I just had an image of you in like a lycra onesie, yeah, <laughs> like with deadlift socks. Never, never happened. <laughs> I, used to, I used to have one of those when I used to um, bike a bit more. I used to have one of those kind of things. Yeah. The unitard. Good luck. You've still got it, haven't you? No, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> but when I bought it, I just wandered in um, and Sarah was just sat there and she was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing good about it whatsoever. Oh, anyway, God, I've got to try and get that image out of my brain now. Your brain, uh, my brain. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, what were we saying? Um, onesie, testing onesie, strength. Onesie, onesie lycra, one rep max. Yeah. Testing strength. One rep max is a stuff like, to me, like the risk reward of, of a one rep max is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like honestly, it's something. Now I'm older, I actually. I couldn't care less. I genuinely couldn't care less what my yeah. one rep max is. I don't want to put my body through what it would take to get there. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you feel the same. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... It's it, interesting. Yeah, it's essentially for me, like, if I am ever doing a one rep max, it will happen because of a, a couple of reasons. It'll be my ego's got the better of me, yeah. which is not a good reason. Yeah, it. exactly. Um, or it'll be I've gone for maybe, like... Uh, like a maybe three, like I'm doing like yeah. a heavy three. Could you undo that Stop. bottle any louder? I'm just trying to take a drink of water and it's going to be really, really subtle. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be because I've gone for th for maybe three reps. Mm. So that's that tends to be like my cutoff point, and I'll do the first rep, and I'll be like, nah. If that first one didn't feel good, two and three are going to feel fucking Worse. terrible. So, yeah, so that's all, it's almost ends up being like a one rep by default yeah. and not because it's been a planned thing. But testing strength and testing where you're at, exactly when you say it like that, you think, well, that's sensible. Testing yeah. strength, that perfect. But don't test your one rep max. <laughs> like, test your what can I do 10 really clean reps for? Because if you get to six and you're shaking, guess what? That weight's too heavy. Yeah. Put it down. Don't think, oh, well, I've said 10 now. Yeah. So the last four are just going to look like complete dog shit and I'm going to try and lift them. You, you, you stop and you think, oh, no, it was the set before. It was 20 kilos, not 22.5. It turns out that was my clean set of 10. Because at least then you can write that in and think, right, that's my baseline now. That's yeah. what I can do if I'm kind of fresh at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna, there's going to be people that go in. And I think like jokes aside... It's one thing training like a bit of a maniac and just having horrendous doms. Maybe you have to take an extra rest down. It's a bit annoying. That's a bit annoying, yeah. but it's not like the end of the world. If you have been off the gym for four months and you come back and you fucking tear a hamstring or, you know, tweak your back or something like that, that would be my worst nightmare. Yeah, massively. Massively. And, massively. It, and I don't like talking about, you know, like, I think we're more robust than as humans than we give ourselves credit for. Mm. But... The people that can, the people that injure themselves quite often are the ones that are a bit headstrong and don't listen to their body. Yeah. They just fucking plow on, no pain, no gain, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And yeah, they're the ones that are like, that have always got, oh, my shoulder's a bit fucked, oh, my knee's a bit sticky, oh, my ankle's not yeah. good. And you're like, take some time off. Yeah. Well, at the moment, mm -hmm. people have all had a bit of time off and yeah, hopefully they come back in, in good shape. And like, 
I don't want to be the, the well, in fact, I do want to be the person that always talks about sort your sleep out, get your nutrition right. But like, if you haven't honestly trained for, or looked at a dumbbell for four months, and then you go back in and start testing yourself and seeing how much you can lift five times a week or even twice a day, and your sleep isn't right, you're not eating enough protein or calories and carbohydrates to support yourself, and you've got chronic levels of stress, <laughs> you're probably going to hurt yourself. This is a recipe for this. We, we should definitely have um, podcast bingo because yes. sleep would definitely be one of yeah, them. Recovery. Uh, con- sleep context what's the goal what's the goal ask yourself why (laughs) yeah yeah but honestly like stress as well is another one like these are massive things like huge things that you need to think about and if your training volume suddenly goes up train hard recover hard like and that goes hand in hand that's why it's better to implement it gradually if you are used to training like we were talking about before like talking about ourselves as individuals there's a certain amount of muscle memory. So we probably could just go up to a barbell and do a deadlift and it wouldn't feel like horrendous at a yeah. heavyish percentage. But if you're fairly new to exercising, you need to train that pathway back again. I mean, I went and did a, a clean the other day and snatches and I was like, part of me was like, oh my God, I can still do that. But of course I can still do that. I've been doing it for the last almost three years. So the brain knows how to do it. It's just the weight that felt, well, in fact, the barbell. <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? Like, Unracking the barbell <laughs> felt <laughs> troublesome. Yeah, it was just awful. But like that will come, that will come back again. The brain already knows how to do it. If you have not had that exposure or that build up of training age or training history, and then you're going in expecting to shift massive amounts of weight and not recovering. And you, it, like we said, it's just a recipe for disaster. So that said, with regards to like trained individuals, um, why don't we talk about maybe if you've never been to a gym before and how that might feel and the anxieties around that before we maybe talk about maybe areas of focus with regards to specific mm. exercises. That is a good one. So what what do you mean by that in terms of, so someone is like never trained at all before and are just thinking about? Yeah, so like I'm mainly thinking to like, um, so if you've never trained before and you've used this time to think, right, I actually really oh, okay, want to yeah, start yeah. getting fit and healthy or say you're like, you weren't maybe the most confident in the gym anyway. Gym's already quite intimidated you, but you were maybe just getting into it, maybe lockdown hasn't been so kind to you let's say and you feel for it you're coming at exercise from a place of even greater insecurity like how would what would be a good way for those kind of exercises to approach it so i would say if you're coming if you're coming from a place of of yeah potentially feeling insecure or if you've never been to the gym there'll be an element of being a bit nervous or it's it's something new then the remedy to that is confidence Mm. and you get confident by becoming proficient at something. So if you want to shortcut that, then I would say this is something that this is another one for the podcast bingo, hire a trainer, hire hire a coach. Um, Because so a a byproduct of Corona is going to be people aren't going to be coming in in pairs and small groups now. So actually 
think about people that another you know subset of people that might fall into this are people that train with a friend mm. or train as a three yeah there's plenty of people i know that do that and no more teenage boys in the gym hey see <laughs> yeah. every, every cloud eh? every cloud um so yeah i, I think it's, it's when you walk in there. So let's take Corona out of this. Let's say you, you're, you want to come back to the gym, you feel happy taking that risk. Then it's a case of the confidence comes from, do you feel confident with the equipment? And if you want to feel confident with the equipment, you need to learn and you need to spend time in there. So you can, you don't, so again, you don't need a coach to do that, mm. but just like the people that are coming back that are uber keen, it's just a case of being patient with it. And just slowly start, you're not coming in and seeing how much weight you can lift. You're just working on technique and you're trying to become proficient um, with, you know, the bits of kit that are relevant to what you're trying to do. But even when I say that, I think if you're if a, a brand new person, how do you know what bits of kit that you should be focusing on? So again, you spend an hour with a coach and you say, I want to get stronger. I want to work on my arms. I want to work on my core. I've got a bit of a bad lower back, whatever it may be. And they should be able to structure a program that you can work to they can walk you through it, they can put it together. And then, hey presto, like it doesn't take years to, to, it might take years in terms of like slowly, slowly building muscle, but in terms of becoming proficient at movements, we could be talking, you might be talking weeks, um, you know, maybe a couple of months. But to me, if you get, if, you've, if you gain that confidence over, let's say six to eight weeks of working with a trainer, well, then it becomes completely your decision whether you keep working with that trainer. Maybe you want to test um, test yourself just coming in by yourself and seeing how you feel. And guess what? If you feel confident with their movements, then whether you hire a coach or not becomes a because you want to, not because you need to. Yeah. And a lot of people don't graduate out of that. This is this is the difference between coming into the gym and being beasted yeah. versus coming into the gym and being coached. And being coached is a very different, you know, look at a coach as like a teacher not as a drill sergeant, just shouting, do burpees. I mean, no one's going to do burpees yeah. anyway, but um, that's, that's honestly like, that's honestly what I'd recommend to people that are, that are lacking in confidence, work yeah. with someone. And like I said, we've said on previous podcasts, it, you might not, you might not stumble across the, the perfect trainer straight away. But if we're talking about just getting confident and competent with the movements, you don't necessarily have to, um, they, they, you don't need a perfect trainer. No. You just need someone who, you know, who knows what they're doing. You've got like a bit of rapport with, obviously that's ideal. Um, but I mean that in terms of time and an investment in your time and well-being, that's definitely the way I'd go. Um, I suppose on that note, I just want to say to anybody that worries about stepping into a gym from like a place of discomfort or they think they're going to be judged or they're worried that anybody or everybody in there is a lot fitter than them, or they've got perfect bodies. Like, honestly, nobody in a gym is looking at you. They're all probably looking at themselves and everybody starts somewhere. Even that fit person, and I say fit in my wanky air quotes again, even that person you see in the gym that you maybe have put on a pedestal and thought, oh my God, that's what I want to look like, or they've got the most amazing bum, or I love his shoulders. They've all started somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you've used this time to think about prioritizing your health and he health, 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 sorry, Queen's English, <laughs> health and fitness, and you've decided to make an investment in that, 
then I absolutely applaud you and you should not feel judged by anybody in there at all. And everybody starts somewhere. Um, so like, I probably use that as like a public service announcement for just a bit of like an encouragement for those people. Like, you know, maybe you've saved a little bit of money over lockdown. Maybe you want to use that money to invest back into yourself and your health. And that would not be a bad thing, but do not feel like you are judged by anybody because like you've just said, no one's going to be there in packs of people anymore. Everyone's, everyone's going to be there on their own, doing their own thing. And like, honestly, you do you. Um, and like, as you were saying that, Andy, I was thinking this is almost going to separate, just to coin the phrase, like separate the men from the boys, separate those people who do go to the gym because they want to stay fit and healthy, as opposed to those who go to the gym for maybe just a social with the mates. Yeah. So, you know, if you're there, it's because you want to be there and you've taken that step to prioritize your health. And that's a massive thing that should really be applauded, I think. Yeah, there's there's definitely an element of like best of both worlds. So like when people, if you're going there, you might go to the, you might work either way. You go to the gym because you're, you know, you want to lose weight or you want to get healthier or you want to get stronger. You meet friends there and then suddenly it ticks two boxes. Yeah. It be becomes somewhere where you're improving yourself health wise, but you also get to socialize. So that's yeah. why it becomes quite, you see people hanging around the gym yeah. and using it because of that. And that's like, that's something that, that it will be missed, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and the flip side is true. You go there with your mates just because it's something to do. And then you end up actually, I just love coming because you find yourself coming up there by yourself because you're actually there's a like a secondary benefit which actually becomes like the primary benefit of yeah. coming to the gym um but yeah in terms of the not being judged and stuff just because this is mad how people think but like we all do it if someone's fitter than you or stronger than you that doesn't equal better than you no god no like that but we can't that goes for everything you know like earns more money better endurance levels uh, yeah. wh whatever it is it just doesn't I don't know. I think if it's something that I've got better with over time, but when I look at someone who's uh, like incredibly strong or, you know, they're, you know, so in the gym, you're going to see people lifting weights that you cannot lift. Like don't let that bother you. That's going to happen. Yeah. That is going to happen. But when I look at someone who does that, I think to myself, first of all, I'm like, wow, that's impressive. But I do think like, I look at it and think, Christ, that, that takes so much effort, not in the lift, but in the months and years that it's taken to get to that point yeah. where guys, um, I always think of um, Jesse when I talk about deadlifts and stuff, shout out to Jesse uh, at Coru. When he's like repping out like 240, I'm like, that's insane. Yeah. It's, but it's, but I know like he's been training for years and it's just his thing. And I'm like, fair play <laughs> yeah. because it's just, that does not happen by accident. Yeah. And if you look at it like that, and people that uh, that lift an incredible amount of weight or get to an elite level, if you talk to them, one, that they'll probably help you out because they've walked that walk before. Yeah. And two, they will encourage you. They're oh, not, they're not going to look yeah. at you and think, oh, what, you only lift 100 or you only lift 50? Yeah. Oh, you're shit. They're not going <laughs> to think that. They're exactly. actually going to be like, oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah, when I was doing that, I someone gave me this little tip, oh, fair play, I've seen you coming in. It's when you, this is like something I recommend everyone who does in the gym. If you see someone on a regular basis and maybe they don't look, you know, particularly confident or they, maybe they keep to themselves, 
you don't have to go over them and lavish with, with, with praise, but in a quiet moment, like don't make a big deal out of it, but just say, uh, you know, I've seen you coming in, you know, you're, you're lifting really well or fair play to you or something like that. And it like means the world oh, to a lot massively. of people. And yeah, it, it really does. Massively. I had this conversation with one of our members the other day. He was, um, he's like a little, he's a little bit younger. He's in his early twenties. And he was saying, oh yeah, but all the, the other lads, like they do what I do and they're still, they're still having a conversation <laughs> yeah. and I'm absolutely dying. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you just wait, mate, because those lads are only going to get worse. You're going to get better. <laughs> like, You've got youth on your side. Yeah, it's only going to go downhill for them two. One of them being my boyfriend. <laughs> you know, like, they, they wake up in the morning, they can't get out of bed. You're like, right, let's go again. I'm coming in for session two. Yeah. So, you know, like, everyone has their own start point And, like, you've got to remember that. And if this is your start point, then that's amazing. And that should be applauded. And honestly, most gym people are super friendly like you say it's not a, it's not a bad time to start no it really there's, isn't there's going to be a lot of people coming in that gym and they're either um most people are going to come in there having not trained for a few months and maybe there will be people that are brand new to it but everyone's going to be starting from a new baseline yeah so this is the only time hopefully ever till the next pandemic rolls around <laughs> that we're all starting from everyone's beginner yeah pretty much in terms of like those first few sessions definitely yeah um, so yeah don't don't stress it and if you see someone coming in and they are still smashing it they might have had their own setup at home yeah. they might have been able to keep up with some kind of training most of us i'd say maybe probably 70 to 80 percent of us haven't had yeah maybe more maybe more you know so yeah use this as like use this as a time of and this is actually a really good transition as what maybe is a good thing to focus on when you get back to the gym. Use this as a period to kind of focus on your movement, focus on learning good habits and learning good mechanics, learning what movements are better for you, focusing on the goal, drilling in good movement patterns. What movements haven't you been able to do Ooh, during this time? Oh, I'll hand that over to you in good just one. a second. And like use that as a bit of area of focus. Yeah. So something we were talking about when we were um, preparing for this podcast, as we do diligently every time. Well, I do. I don't know about you. You're hey. the editor. That's your job. <laughs> We've all got our roles to fulfill. <laughs> Literally decided this over lunch. What are we talking um, about today? <laughs> don't spoil it. Um, <laughs> don't ruin the mystique. Um, one point that you made, which, and you, and you said it again then, which I think is relevant, is think about, so for, for people who have normally trained in the gym and they've had like the three or four months off, and maybe they've been able to do something at home, so bodyweight movement, so things like press-ups and stuff, great, you don't need a gym to do that. But for, I think you said like the pulling movements, oh, massively. And like heavy pulling movements, so again, people got like chin-up bars and stuff like that, but like heavy rows, things like that. Um, obviously deadlifts as well like that is going to take to me it's like it's you kind of go one or two ways with it because i think that's absolutely something that you're going to want to do um but you're going to have to be a little bit cautious with how gung-ho you go at it so i probably wouldn't do so even though i'd be conscious of like right i need to bring some of these heavy pulling movements back i probably wouldn't do like a designated pull session i think it'd be in bits yeah for me personally it's going to look a lot more like full body sessions with kind of one like i can see myself setting up to train three um three times a week full body every time and not going anywhere near failure yeah 
and just varying the 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 patterns of movement stay the same but maybe the equipment changes so if i'm doing like a like a rowing movement it might be barbell rows to start with it might be single arm rows in session two session three maybe it's something cable related yeah as an example yeah start with something with like a high degree of um or higher degree of technique at the start of the week third session of the week where maybe you are a little bit beat up because you're not used to it you know sat there doing a cable row you can get a decent amount of weight on there and technique wise it's not as hard to pull off as like pendle row or something like that mm. so that's that's kind of how i'm gonna how i'm gonna train and that's probably i'm trying to think of my clients one by one i don't think there's any besides the people that have got their own gym setups which is going to be a little bit different but the mm. ones that haven't been lifting there's no way i'm going to bring them in and do a push session or just spend an hour doing legs it's yeah. just not going to happen it's going to be a lot more um full body orientated yeah at least early on i would massively agree um and like you want to keep an element of balance so even if they have been able to do loads of pushing movements you've got to be aware that obviously the load they're going to be have been moving will not be as great like you say unless they have actually got like a gym set up so i would be kind of probably work again if we think about how maybe time's a bit of a factor at the moment in terms of probably going to have an hour session um top, top end yeah maybe 45 minutes and you allow for cleaning time um so it's a really great time to utilize some kind of supersetting movements get a little bit of push pull going on again for, for the first few weeks i would definitely utilize like total body workouts um throw a few supersets in there um upper body lower body upper body lower body like you've got four supersets in there and then a little bit of core work you that's it that's your session done you've saved yourself a lot of time you've done pushing you've done pulling you've worked most muscles in the body that's a good way of getting back into it yeah when you think about things that you're going to change and things that you're going to keep the same the biggest single change will be the amount of weight you're lifting mm. right it's not suddenly that like deadlifts are bad it's yeah. just how you utilize them so yeah. if you're doing a full body session and you have you know say if you're going squat hinge push pull horizontal push pull vertical so six exercises or if you're doing th even if you don't superset let's just say you yeah. do three sets of each one well that's 18 working sets plus whatever warm-ups you do in there well if you've only got 45 50 minutes and you're going to want to take rest in between each that's one plenty that's a shit load yeah um so you're to be able to get all that in within like 50 odd minutes that that could so like supersets is going to be something that i'd probably like lean into so maybe like the um yeah like upper lower or push pull kind of works really really well plus supersets kind of work in higher rep ranges as well yeah. which is going to default, really the, limit the, the load yeah the weight's gonna, yeah, yeah the weight's gonna i mean worse. like i was talking to you today wasn't i about the group session we ran so we did deadlifts today um 10 8 6 4 so descending reps designed to increase in load same time frame between and rest periods between each pretty much but the first thing I prerequisited, I really struggle with that. The first thing I prerequisited it with was... Prerequisite. <laughs> Prefaced. Anyway, <laughs> was... Um, this is... You always go back to it, though. I admire the commitment. Why, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, once I started, I'll finish. Um, this, you're not working up to a four rep max. This is not a four rep max. This is a heavy four that should look exactly the same as the first 10 in terms of technique. 
Um, and again, the, the other thing I said to them was, you probably won't have lifted anything more than your hoover for the last four months. So we're thinking about form. We're thinking about setup. We're thinking about walking to the bar with exactly the same intention. Um, and then after that, still a lot of leg work, but in the higher rep ranges. Um, yeah. And again, using those different tools you've got in your toolbox, if you're familiar with like programming and things like that, to actually help you and get the most out of what will probably have to be a pretty short and efficient workout. Yeah. And so. short and efficient to me is like bang for buck, big movements. And I think, I mean, everyone's got their own bias, right? So I'm, I have definitely over the years moved from doing, I started out doing like classic bro split, you know, like a set fucking hour and a half at arms or whatever it was back in the day. Um, really? Where, Never tell. Something like that. Yeah, cheers. Um, <laughs> lockdown hasn't been kind. Um, yeah, but as over the, over the years, I, I think for, for most kind of like average people let's say full body workouts are probably the way to go yeah if you if there's other stuff going on so like the i suppose the the tweak i would make if someone does a lot of cardio so for me speaking from my personal experience if i'm doing a lot of running then training like legs three days a week is excessive oh, massively. so then it depending on like how much you run all that kind of so all of this stuff is like dependent massively yeah. on intensity mm. because there's a bit if i say i run three days a week well that could be three 5k jogs or it could be a couple of interval sessions and a half marathon yeah and that's gonna if you're we're probably gonna like run out of time maybe it's another topic but I'm, I'm talking about doing these full body sessions, assuming that that's your primary um, exercise, uh, you know, exercise of choice throughout the week. If you're doing long bike rides, running, swimming, yeah. home workouts, yeah. then you, get, you have to think about it even, there's even more to think yeah. about. But I would still lean into like full body, but maybe instead of doing it three days a week, you just do two sessions a week yeah. to start with. Yeah. And be realistic. Like this is the thing I always say to my clients as well. In like, if I'm building a training plan for someone, right? How many times a week can you get to the gym? Four. Okay. I didn't say how many times do you want to get to the gym. I yeah. said how many times can you commit, and you definitely know you are going to train this week. Oh, okay. So definitely three, but I'd really like to four. Okay. Well, that that does change the way I'm going to program for you. So I'm going to still program four sessions, but there's going to be three that are a, uh, you must do. And then the fourth will be in like yeah. an extra if you get time, because you want to make sure, like you say, you're hitting the right things and you're supporting whatever, like it always comes back to it again, bingo. Um, you're supporting the goal. You are supporting the goal. So yeah, it's, um, I think we've trained smarter, not harder. Yeah. Definitely. There's a time and a place for like pushing harder, and after a four month layoff, that is not it. Exactly. <laughs> and like, bear in mind, we want these gyms to stay open again for the foreseeable. If we get a second wave or another lockdown, and we're actually forced into a period of closure again, don't go there, Rambo. And, no, <laughs> I know, but like, you want to, you want to be in a in a place where you've you've at least maintained or made a little bit of progress not gone backwards and broken yourself you know like you said at the start like yeah don't go and half a leather and slip a disc or pop your jam out the donut 
That's a horrific image as well. <laughs> let's, let's check the session notes, shall we? Have we covered everything? I think we've done a pretty good job of that. Anything else you want to add? Do you want to talk about diet or do you want to leave that for a separate mm. podcast? I think we've done enough in terms of getting back to training, in terms of like diet supporting the training in terms of recovery i think is the main thing i don't think we need to go into it specifically no is there anything you want to add with regards to that just to uh, yeah i think we could easily talk um because there's gonna be a lot of people that are put on weight during lockdown so i think obviously the diet's gonna be a big driver in helping um to lose the weight if you want to but i would say if we the folks with this the podcast today is training yeah so just as a, to reiterate what you just said there, the diet is there, I think, or should be there to support the reintroduction of training. So I wouldn't necessarily be, and as tempting as it is to throw the kitchen sink at it and think, right, back in the gym now, going to blast the weight off, going to do a load of cardio, going to lift a load of weights, going to bring the calories low. I'd pause. I mean, I'd pause before I started taking the calories low. Yeah. I, I would try eating probably at maintenance ideally if you're not in a rush to lose weight small surplus to be honest as long as you haven't been eating like a mong for the last four months and i mean that from an absolute place of love like if as long as you haven't been like massively over consuming why are you looking at me like that daily basis <laughs> i had 10 pizzas in one week as long as you haven't been massively over consuming every single day if you are going back... What about to slightly over-consuming every single day? But don't get me started. What is the goal? <laughs> what is the activity? I think, as you were talking, actually, I think we maybe do a getting back to training part two in terms of diet, in terms of maybe setting up your routine and habits and behaviours. Agreed. If weight loss is your goal and you have put on a lot of weight. So I think we make a part two for this podcast. Um, if you are, If your activity levels are already high, if you are focusing on whole food sources and if you are just getting back to the gym i would probably argue you keep your diet exactly the same and i hope you would agree with me 80 percent there <laughs> just giving me the eyes across yeah, the table. i am giving you the eyes yeah Sorry, sir. i think it's just it depends how much you want to change all in one go so yeah you're right if if your eating is absolutely out of control <laughs> then maybe address that maybe give us a call before you <laughs> or listen to part two it's not a card um <laughs> yeah but if it's just the case if you've been eating a little bit i think with most people like most people don't overeat insanely all the time no, it's exactly. just it's just eating a little bit more so with lockdown it's like a little bit more alcohol a little bit more snacking because you're around the house yeah um eating out a lot less actually but maybe getting a few takeaways in or maybe there's been a novelty factor of being able to order food or go out and eat yeah. food and that might have come back because the social aspect of restaurants and bars yeah. are open again so maybe eating habits have actually gone back to normal a little bit more in terms of overconsumption is tending maybe to happen at the weekend rather than during the week nowadays now people maybe have that weekend to look forward to a little bit more yeah. maybe we are and i'm saying maybe and because as always bingo it depends um but the habits are getting back to normal a bit more so that's why i would come from that place of you could probably just keep things normal basically just chill and just yeah. get, get back to the gym focus on that yeah don't try and change too much at once like we've spoken about before putting yourself in a massive calorie deficit and then increasing your activity after a period of four months where your stress levels have been really high 
it's just not a good idea and we've we've done that to death i don't think we need to go over i'll talk i'll talk about my plans to uh to drop body fat leading into lifting weights having <laughs> <laughs> having said all that oh that, that later day. yeah but anyway um yeah all good all good all so good. i i think there's cause for a part two for this with maybe the diet side definitely um we'll do our do that preparation again my, when, when do... i say we Get on the case, Rambo. I'll, get, I'll do the preparation again. <laughs> it's been nice doing this one in person. It has been lovely. I, I realised, like, not looked at the camera very much. We very much looked at each other. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why. That's why. <laughs> that's why. It has been lovely. If a bit strange, we got to episode 13 and not been in person. I mean, if, if, we, if there was any way of filming us trying to set this up, that would have been oh hilarious that would have been comedy hilarious I mean, yeah. if we weren't filming on a laptop now i would give you the tour of the room <laughs> and the and the makeshift setup but it's uh yeah. it's a sight to behold it's served a purpose though it has, it has done served well. a purpose. right and on that note on that note it's been a pleasure it, as always and yeah thank you for listening everyone and bearing with us um if you have any questions specifically on maybe dieting going back into the gym or what to do with the diet mm. please ping them over because then we can structure gives amy less work to do we get some ideas to, uh, to structure the prep Thanks. but um but yeah we'll um we'll sign it off there yeah thank you very much and yeah speak soon speak soon bye 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 thank you for listening to this episode of the not another fitness podcast if you liked what we do, please subscribe and share. Tell all your friends. And if you want to follow us over on our socials, you'll find me and my contact details over on Instagram at The Flying Food Coach. And you'll find Andy over at Facebook at the Facebook group Eat, Move, Lift, Enjoy. Or feel free to drop me an email on info at andrewjohnscraggs.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. That'll do. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That's good. That'll do. I'll put that on there as well. That'll do. <laughs>